everyone. Today is June 6th, 2016. I'm your podcast host, client manager, John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China that specializes in quality control, product inspections, factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. The topic of today's broadcast is three ways the environment affects manufacturing. And my guest to join me today to talk about that is Vicky Yu, fellow client manager. So welcome, Vicky. How are you? Good. Hello, John. Nice to talk to you again. Vicky actually has been with InTouch for about two years now, two years, and worked a lot with different clients, different product types. She's done some sourcing work as well. So she's talked with some suppliers and dealt with suppliers directly. So she's very familiar with uh, environmental issues that can disrupt manufacturing. So I guess like sort of to set the stage here, sometimes production can stop sometimes without notice. So a client might call us and I've heard from, you know, coworkers mention that, you know, a client's factory stopped manufacturing and there was no notice ahead of time that it was going to happen. Like it seemed to be out of control. Is that something that you've noticed with any of your clients firsthand? Yes, that's actually like a case happened, I think last year during the winter that the client wanted us to do inspection and he wanted to attend the inspection, but the factory could not do it because it was too cold. Their water pipe was broken because of the cold weather. So they have to stop the whole factory just to fix the whole like pipe systems. Okay. Yeah, so cold weather is one of these aspects. The other ones that we'll talk about are pollution and humidity in the factory. So let's start off with the first one, cold weather. The first case that you mentioned is the pipes freezing and bursting. Aside from that, are there any other ways that cold weather can hinder manufacturing? Yeah, the temperature can affect the factory equipment and a lot of the tools. So that's why like, the factory needs to calibrated them like regularly annually like authorized organizations to make sure they're still functioning well that's also why a lot of the workshops and or where all the equipment storage need to have a thermometer to track the temperature to make sure these equipments are still like functioning yeah a couple other ones that you mentioned too are you know factory workers We're talking about the points that you mentioned in your earlier article here. You've mentioned that factory workers tend to work slower if it's not adequately heated in the factory. If they're doing something that requires like a lot of dexterity, working with their hands, if they're like soldering electrical components together, it can be difficult to work if they're really cold in that atmosphere. So the factory needs to be adequately heated for that. And the other point that you mentioned here is logistics. And it can cause problems to ship goods from one place to another if there's cold weather or other adverse weather conditions. As far as the factory equipment is concerned, how can a client or how can an importer check to make sure that that won't be a potential issue for them? For the factory equipment, at first, in a normal supplier review that we normally do for our clients, we need to check if all the equipment have their calibration certificates or not, and if the certificates are valid or not. And also, there is uh, factory audit system, ISO 9001. This is focusing on quality and to make sure this, the factory equipments are well functioning is also including this audit. If the client is really concerned, they should definitely either have them to be audited or even simply doing a supply review from us. Okay, so basically a third party can go in and do an audit that partly checks factory equipment, making sure that there are 
regular calibrations happening and that they're maintaining the equipment so it won't really be vulnerable to issues like cold weather. The second point that you mentioned is pollution. And this is something that we've talked about before, but for those who haven't listened to those previous episodes, tell us how pollution can sort of stop production. Pollutions can influence manufacturing actually in a lot of ways, but just simply put, first, like the factory could have to move away from major cities to more inland cities where there are less population. Uh, For example, during the Beijing Olympic Games, a lot of the factories near or in Beijing area has to move to Hebei province or Tianjin just to make sure that the weathers were nice during those days. And also, when the pollution is getting really bad, the government will send out like different levels of alerts. Once they send out like red alerts, no school, no office or factories will be open. Like they will just close down until the pollution is getting better. Okay. The last point that you mentioned here under pollution, and again, one that we've talked about before, is sometimes factories will be fined and they might even be closed by the government if they're sort of consistently polluting outside of like what is acceptable for that local area. Is that right? Exactly. China has released a more reinforced environmental law, and it gives a lot of power to the Environment Protection Department to control, monitor, regulate, and fine a factories that brings a lot of pollutions. And because of these fines, the cost of the manufacturing of the products could go higher if the factory does not stop or does not like change the way they produce things. And this is something that a lot of the manufacturers are actually aware. And I saw a lot of like discussions online about how to adapt to this new law. So. I think we mentioned in the previous episode that there's a factory audit that's specifically focusing on environment, which is ISO 14001. So that is an audit that importers can look into if they want to make sure the factory is in compliance with local environmental laws. Okay. Yeah, I think it's interesting. We talked before about the factory fines, and sometimes the government will actually say, we'll fine you for every day you're polluting outside regulations until you meet the standards. So it can get pretty expensive in terms of increasing those costs for importers that manufacture there. But the point you brought up about the audit is a good one as well. And not only can the audit based on ISO 14001 look at environmental management systems and make sure that that factory is compliant, but it can also point out potentially places, areas where they're wasting things, where there's a lot of manufacturing waste. And by identifying that, they can cut it out and save money, actually, and lower their costs with that. The last point that you mentioned, the third way the environment affects manufacturing is humidity. So I guess here you're talking about humidity and manufacturing. How does that affect different products and the integrity of those? Tell us about that. Humidity can be a really serious issue, especially in southern China. And I actually have a client that specifically told us that if we saw any mold, which was caused by too much humidity, we stopped the inspection immediately and just count how many molds there were and they will ask the factory to rework. So it is very serious, especially for food contact products. You don't want any molds on them. Yeah, mold is a good point to bring up. It's a problem, as you said, with food contact items in particular, and you can get that on wood items or other materials. From my personal experience, I've worked with a client that was manufacturing wood molding here in China and elsewhere in Asia. And one of the key issues that they had was the wood warping and high humidity levels or low humidity levels would cause the wood to 
become deformed, misshapen. If it was too dry, the wood would crack. And they were getting a lot of customer complaints and returns because of that issue. So I do think that's a main problem. What can importers do sort of to protect themselves from that kind of issue with humidity in a factory and worrying about it affecting their product? I would say like to create a inspection checklist would be very helpful to because each inspection checklist is specifically to your item. And most of them we will use like moisture meter to check the humidity in that products and to make sure it is not too humid or too dry. Okay, so the advice here really is to make sure that the importer has a detailed quality control checklist for inspections and making sure that they include points on there to check for moisture content in the product using the moisture meter. That's something that an inspector can, they can bring that tool with them and it's calibrated and they can go into the factory and check even the raw materials that are being brought in. If it's lumber, they can check that. They can check the finished product, be it furniture, wood molding, as I mentioned, or or something else. And they can report back on the readings they find and, and sort of link any wood warping or shrinkage or whatever to that issue. In summary here, there are ways that the environment can really interfere with manufacturing. There's Not just the weather and cold weather can affect logistics, it can affect production. There's pollution where regulations can get involved and governments could force factories to actually shut down. And then there's humidity in the factory and how that could affect the product itself. A lot of these issues are sort of uncontrollable or out of the hands of the importer, but we mentioned a few pieces of advice here, like for cold weather, Maybe it's doing an audit to check the equipment, making sure that it's maintained and calibrated. If it's related to pollution, it's recommended to go in and do an audit based on ISO 14001 to check that the factory is compliant with environmental regulations. And if it's humidity in the product, it's advised to go in and do an inspection, check humidity levels, check moisture content. But really, I think the message is there are things like these that they can do to stay ahead of the problem. And that's really a lot better than sort of trying to correct it after there's already a problem and factories have closed or suspended production. Would you add anything to that? Also make sure to have a checklist for your products. Yeah, a checklist is definitely really helpful. It's also easy for our inspectors to follow your instructions. Okay, I definitely agree that developing a detailed checklist is really helpful for the product. And again, this is another point that we talk about pretty frequently here in the podcast is setting expectations for the supplier and also making sure that any any inspector that's looking at the product understands what the client wants, what the customer is expecting in terms of quality and product requirements. And that's that stuff is all related to the QC checklist. So by having a thorough one in place, they can prevent a lot of problems. Having said that, I want to thank my guest Vicky Yu for joining me to talk about three ways the environment affects manufacturing. So thank you, Vicky. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's broadcast and remind you guys to check us out on our social media channels. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter for some daily tips and advice as well as industry news. You can also check out our YouTube channel for some interviews with industry experts and some videos of on-site inspections there. If you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line at our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.